This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. Today on the show, I'll be joined by Kimberly Dynamiter's head coach and general manager, Derek Stewart. And Emmanuel Sequera talks with sophomore defenseman Brandon Gallo of the Revelstoke Grizzlies. But first, let's check in with our guest, KIJHL broadcaster. And now stuff up on the half while waiting for some help. Here's French. Nice move through some feet. And now he'll leave the puck in the corner for Cooper. Behind the goal, Babakayev out for a Bateman scores! On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm joined by my co-host this week from the Summerland Steam, Tim Hogg. How you doing, Tim? I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a busy summer, and we're ready to get into the hockey season here. You know, I was just trying to think about this before we went on air. I think you and I first started talking back in 2015. Matt Costew from Aurora, Ontario, the goaltender for the Storm, was traded to Summerland. And we started talking about the KIJHL, and you'd give me your feedback on it. It's been a while, hasn't it? How long have you been involved with the KIJHL and the Summerland team? This uh, this is year number 10. It's been a fun ride. We've been through a couple ownership groups, a couple coaching changes, and I'm constant. I'm still here, still kicking. What's your highlight? Highlight for me probably came from that 2015-2016 season, the year that we acquired Matt Costew from Campbell River. Uh, when we went to the, the conference finals, that was a lot of fun uh, against Hunter Milehouse, and they eventually went on to win the, uh, the Keystone Cup at that time. And yeah, that, that's probably the highlight for me. It was... Very, very cool to have a deep playoff push and kind of be around the the team for an extended period of time that we haven't seen since. So hopefully that's in the cards coming up in uh, 2022, 2023 here. When I think back to Summerland Steam broadcasts in years past, it seemed like you had like 20 guys joining you on the broadcast. Who's part of your team this season? I've had a few over the years, but Joel Barg is my, my broadcast partner. He's been constant with me. I think this is year number eight for him. We make a pretty good team, and he's been my rock. He's my tech guy. He knows the ins and outs of setting up the hot TV broadcast. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Summerland Steam and that playoff run last season. Dynamiters get control of the puck at center. Liskowski gets an assist on the goal as well. Puck back to the blue line. Miller with a shot. Goal! That's in two. The captain, Ryan Bennett, picks up the rebound at 747. The Dynamiters open up a 4-1 lead with 12-13 left in the period. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach and general manager of the Kimberly Dynamiters, Derek Stewart. Uh, First of all, Coach, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, We've worked at this a couple of days, but Ma Bell just wouldn't cooperate. So thank you again for your patience. No, not a problem at all, Mark, anytime. Let's talk about your contract. Uh, This is your sixth season with the Kimberly Dynamiters. And you've signed a contract that extends your time in Kimberly. How exciting is it for you to know you're going to be here for a while? It's really exciting uh, for me and the family. Uh, five more years here um, in a place that uh, we really love. And working with the board members I work with and the volunteers and the coaches and players and trainers and everyone involved in the organization, is a, it's really a treat to work with them. It's, it's fun. It doesn't really seem like work a lot of time. And uh, I also, you know, it was mainly a family decision. So a lot of great people here. Everyone here is extremely nice and welcoming. And we're we're very comfortable and happy to be living in such a beautiful place as Kimberly. Last three seasons, the Kimberly Dynamiters have a 
lights out record 72 wins 16 losses and six overtime losses that's 806 hockey what do you attribute the organization's success to uh there's a number of things i think primarily it comes down to recruiting and, and making sure that the coaches do our jobs and getting everyone on board. But uh, I think another big reason is the veterans from year to year, the ones that always come back and the ones that have been here for quite some time, they do a great job of welcoming the new guys and leading by example and showing them how to play like dynamiters. I think more importantly, showing them how to behave off the ice as dynamiters as well. This is your opportunity to pump the tires of your coaching staff. Talk a little bit about the people that help you behind the bench. Very fortunate here. We have two uh, assistant coaches who are, are here um, as much as they can. And then there, I also am uh, fortunate to have two volunteer coaches. So there is times I have, um, you know, three or four guys helping on any given night. Jeff Kiever and Byron Gerrells are the ones who are there more often, but I also get a lot of help insight from Carson Lofsgaard and, and Todd White. So I have a lot of support. You played with the Kimberly Dynamiters back in the, uh, the late 90s and 155 games, 213 points back in the Rocky Mountain Junior Hockey League, 104 points in your 97-98 season. How cool is it to be a former player and the head coach general manager of the Kimberly Dynamiters? Uh, it's pretty neat actually to come back and give back a little bit to the team that I played junior with and uh, became a better player. And, and I met a lot of friends uh, that I still keep in touch with. Uh, some are still here in Kimberly, so it's pretty neat. I, I took over here from Jerry Banks, who was also my coach back in the 90s. So uh, it's been pretty neat to come back, take over and, uh, you know, just get involved in the coaching side and give back a little bit to the to the town and the team that uh, had a big impact on my life. Speaking of the town, uh, let's talk a little bit about the fan support in Kimberly. There are other locations in the KI where the fans might be more raucous and louder, but the support you get in Kimberly is second to none. Yeah, I think it really is. And, uh, you know, I think the, that's probably true. Maybe we're not the loudest fans. We are they are very loud, but uh, I think their knowledge is definitely top notch and uh, a lot of loyalty there. We've we get 400 plus pretty much every game. We just had that many for an exhibition game this past weekend against Revelstoke. And it's definitely a big reason why we have success. And it's also a, a pretty big recruiting tool for myself, too, when you can tell kids that they'll play in front of a, you know, 400 plus fans. Once we get to the playoffs, it's a thousand and they're a big part of our success. The regular season kicks off this week, and uh, what are your expectations for your club? I, I expect us to challenge for the division in the conference again. Uh, we have quite a few guys back. Was, uh, I think we have 14 guys back from last year's team and a couple other veterans that we've added. So I, I know they're all a little bit excited to get going and we get a little bit of redemption for our, our playoff exit last year. But uh, I, I'm expecting, you know, we're, we're going to shoot for another 40 win season, just like we always do and kind of see how that goes. I'm talking with Derek Stewart, the head coach and general manager of the Kimberly Dynamiters. Coach, thank you so much for doing this. No problem, Mark. Anytime. Parker Konecki, nice little move as he now lays the puck in the corner for Fladell. Fladell into the slot, a shot, rebound is there, and they score! Michael Greenwood wins it for Summerland. Once again, I'm joined by the voice of the Summerland team, Tim Hogg. Uh, Tim, uh, you know, it was uh, an interesting season last year. Good to be back and play a full season uh, of hockey. Summerland finished third in the regular season. You came up, you beat Kelowna, and uh, that must have been uh, a pretty good feeling. When you come up against your division rival, especially in the playoffs, and and are able to beat them and, and beat them convincingly like we did uh, in those that first round series, it's it's nice. You know, that's the I think that's the seventh time in my ten years that we've yeah. played the Kelowna Chiefs in the playoffs. 
it's a bit of a bitter rivalry and you can feel it on both sides. And yeah, it was a lot of fun, really good hockey. And, and we happened to come out on the right side of it. Anytime you get to uh, uh, work against uh, Justin McCartney, it's always a good thing. eh? Oh yeah. Always. He's great. <laughs> he and I get along really well. And uh, it, it actually helps both broadcasts because almost every time on every time there's a game, whether it's exhibition, regular season or playoffs, uh, the two of us are kind of on the horn throughout the the days leading up to to game day or or on game day and give each other the lay of the land for our for our teams and it, it really helps both broadcasts which you know it's it's great to have a rivalry on the ice but to have a little bit of camaraderie off the ice be able to make the broadcast better for those who are paying to watch it. That's that's what we're after. Once again I'm talking with the voice of the Summerlands team, Tim Hogg. Tim when we return you and I are going to talk about the uh, upcoming season opener in Summerland on Friday. Up next, Emmanuel Sequera chats with 21-22 top defenseman Brandon Gallo. Here's Wallace. Gallo wants it. Gallo gets it. Gallo shoots it. Brandon Gallo, the hero for the Grizzlies. I'm joined by Brandon Gallo of the Rebel Stoke Grizzlies. Brandon, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you. It means a lot. Thanks for having me. Brandon, uh, you were named the top defenseman in the KIJHL last season. What things from that season do you want to carry into this one? Hopefully I can carry over just some good habits, making the simple play, putting the puck on net when I need to, and finding the lane to get it there. Mainly, though, hopefully we can carry over the same team success because without my teammates, that award means nothing and it wouldn't have happened without them. So that's the biggest thing for me. And what skills do you focus to work on over the summer to improve as a defenseman that's also going to lead to team success? This summer, I mainly focused on my defensive play, just having my stick in the right lane and being I'm more solid in the D zone because the D zone is a huge factor, obviously, for team success. Obviously, I work on some offensive stuff and skills, but mostly the D zone this summer for me. Out to Gallo. Shot! It's in the back of the net! How do you like that? What are your early impressions of how the team looks? I like our team a lot. Uh, first looks, uh, we got a lot of good rookies coming in and they're really digging in and buying in to what our coaches are saying to them and they're working hard. Uh, we have a lot of returning guys, too, uh, that hopefully can lead the way for the rookies this year by setting a good example on and off the ice. I'm really excited to see what our team can do this season. What is something that really excites you about this group? Honestly, just how close of a group we are already. Uh, having a lot of guys from last year definitely helps. The rookies have come in and instantly meshed with the guys. We're a pretty tight-knit group already. And being close with the guys is a huge part of success. Obviously, if the guys are willing to do anything for anyone, it's going to lead to team success. So that's the main goal. So the team has won consecutive KIJHL titles. What's the message from the coaching staff that they want the players to keep in mind? Ryan and, and Yuri there, they're pretty big on nothing is given and everything is earned. And we kind of just got to throw out last year out the window because that means nothing this year. It's a new year and we got to do all the right things, even to have a chance at success. We have to respect every team in the league. They really emphasize the small details and those really matter to our coaches. Um, Ryan always tells us everyone wants to win, but not everyone wants to do what it takes to win. He's really big on doing what it takes to win. And our team has a lot of trust in our coaching staff. That's a big part for us because we know that they only want to make us better and give us the best chance to succeed. So, Brandon, uh, with you guys being the defending champions, do you think going into this season that this kind of puts a target on the team's back? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think every, every team that comes into our barn or even if we go to their barn, they want to beat us. So we're a tough team to play against. And I'm sure... After last year, they want to beat us even more. Hopefully we can just keep playing our way and 
having success like we did, but we have to do all the right things for that to even happen. Well, Brandon, uh, thanks for joining me on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Renson Gallo's there now, likes to shoot. And a goal! Brandon Gallo. Time now for a KIJHL update. Yesterday, the KIJHL and the Pacific Junior Hockey League announced the creation of the British Columbia Hockey Conference. This is an organization designed to represent a partnership between two of Western Canada's premier junior hockey leagues in advancing this level of competitive hockey. This season will include two major collaborative projects, the creation of a Department of Player Safety that will oversee enhanced supplementary procedures and a prospects game that will spotlight the incredible young talent in both leagues. Head over to the KIJHL.ca website for more details on the news release. Next week on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'll be talking with KIJHL Commissioner Jeff Dubois and PGHL Commissioner Trevor Alto about the BCHC. Earlier in the week, the KIJHL announced disciplinary measures against the Creston Valley Thundercats following an investigation into an alleged hazing incident reported by the club. Following an immediate investigation, the Thundercat organization was placed on probation for two years and subjected to a fine. The Thundercats will be required to take proactive steps to ensure a positive team culture free from abuse, bullying, and harassment. In addition, two players were suspended for a total of 18 games. The 2022-23 KIJHL regular season kicks off this weekend with 16 games. For many young prospects, this will be their only season in the KIJHL as they step up to the next level. And for the 20 Bombs, it'll be their junior swan song. The Top Shelf crew would like to wish every one of our incredible players all the very best. I encourage you to check out the KIJHL.ca website for live score updates, stats, and news. That's KIJHL.ca. Parker Konecki, nice little move. As he now lays the puck in the corner for Fladell. Fladell into the slot, a shot, rebound is there, and they score! Michael Greenwood wins it for Summerland. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the voice of the Summerland steam, Tim Hogg. Tim, how excited are you for the season opener this weekend? Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we talked in the last segment there about the Kelowna Chiefs and the rivalry that's been built. And we don't waste any time. We get them back-to-back to start the season, uh, both teams visiting each other for their home openers. So uh, we're hoping for a good crowd, a good atmosphere, and and good hockey with a lot of new faces in this rivalry, but just enough old faces that it's not going to lack any luster. And, and it's a good division because on Tuesday you host to Suyu, so it's <laughs> you don't have any easy games to start the season. No, no. Easy games in the uh, in the Bill Oldhausen division don't exist. You've, you've got Kelowna, Summerland, Soyuz, who are always very near the top. Princeton finds their way to sneak in there all the time. North Okanagan, same thing. All four teams that we play against the most are extremely, extremely tough to play against in their own way. Right? You go into Princeton, you have those square corners and that old barn and a very loud atmosphere for a town that loves their team, who's who's a blue-collar, hard-working team. And, and the same can be said for North Okanagan. Not so much about the old rink and the, and the square corners, but you know the, the blue-collar put on your boots, bring your lunch pail to work kind of thing. They they have that, and they're always really difficult to play against, very physical, and there's no easy games. Kind of what we, what we expect and what we really like about it. Tim, 
thank you so much for doing it. It's always a pleasure talking with you, and I can't, uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, anytime, Mark. Just give me a call. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We'd like to thank this week's contributors, broadcasters Tim Hogg, Bob Scott, and Bob Lepke. KIJHL Communications Director, Emmanuel Sequera. From the Kimberly Dynamiters, Derek Stewart. From the Revelstoke Grizzlies, Brandon Gallo. And as always, Hockey TV. My name is Mark Berry. We're back in seven days.